Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Bench on Self-Love podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. And if you are currently going through an eating disorder recovery or maybe you're thinking about starting one, I want to remind you that you're amazing, strong and capable of so much more than you think and what your eating disorder makes you think. I want to dedicate today's episode to something really important and that's the amount of negative self-talk, negative thoughts and the amount of self-loathing that we experience when dealing with an eating disorder. I've never had a super positive relationship with myself nor with my body, but compared to the period of my life with an eating disorder, I would say I'm doing like 1000 times better. And to my surprise, I feel like I almost forgot how much hateful relationship I had with myself during the eating disorder period until recently when some recent events reminded me of how much of a battle it has truly been. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. One thing that an eating disorder has taught me is how well and how easily you can actually deceive people when it comes to how you're doing and how you're feeling. If you want to, it can become really hard for people to tell that you may be having an issue with food, that you may be struggling with an eating disorder and that you're just not okay. On the outside, we often act like everything is fine, like there's no issue at all. We may even seem confident, we still go to work, to school, wherever. So how could anything be wrong, right? Now I'm going to make it sound like if an eating disorder was a person, but an eating disorder likes to have full control over you. The more isolated you are, the more immersed in your thoughts you are the more control it has over you. 
That's why we mostly keep our issues with an eating disorder to ourselves. We don't want people to know the battles we're leading. We don't want people to know we're not okay. We are afraid that no one would understand. And just speaking from my personal experience, I've met with a few people and even I couldn't tell that they have an eating disorder. And I knew what signs to look for because I've experienced an eating disorder myself and they just seem to be perfectly fine, seemingly living their best life. But once I got to know them better and they opened up, I learned that they have been dealing with an eating disorder and I would never tell that. I haven't even noticed anything strange when it comes to their behavior around food. Of course, I know it's not the same for everyone, but I haven't noticed any like any significant behavior or anything strange when it comes to other people around food. And that's the very dangerous part of an eating disorder, that you can hide it so well that people don't really notice. And that again leads to being even more isolated from the outer world and being trapped with the eating disorder voice in your head that's never satisfied and that's constantly making you feel like you're not good enough. Whenever I was at work or when I met with my friends, no one could ever tell the battle I was fighting in private. But the inner world is completely different from what I try to convince people of. On the outside, I was smiling, I was listening to people, I was making jokes. But on the inside, all I was thinking about were three things. Food, my weight and how disgusting I feel. These thoughts were playing in my head over and over again like an annoying song that you just can't get rid of every single minute, every single day. I would always be just half present whenever I was at the university, at work, on a date, on a night out, whatever. It's just like with an eating disorder. Your mind never gets a break. Which leads me to my next point. One of the most exhausting things when it comes to an eating disorder, if not the most exhausting one, is the constant battle of thoughts in your head. Almost every single thought running through your mind is either about food or your weight or your appearance. An eating disorder never takes a break. It's always there in every single thought, one way or another. It just manages, somehow it just manages to sneak in. For example, when you're thinking about what birthday gift you should buy to a family member, an eating disorder jumps right in to remind you how much food is going to be there and that you're probably going to end up eating it all. Or when you think about how much you're looking forward to going on a vacation, eating disorder is right there to remind you of how quote-unquote fat you will feel in that new pair of bikini that you just bought or even in situations that have nothing to do with food or your appearance, such as your school or your job. Eating disorder is there to remind you that any kind of failure that you experience in life is because of you and your weight and the way you look and your inability to lose weight. Eating disorder, or better yet, the voice of an eating disorder, is always there. When you wake up, when you go to the bed when you're in the bathroom, when you're in the kitchen, when you're at school or at work and you're supposed to focus, when you're working out, when you're not working out, when you're getting dressed, when you're scrolling through social media, when you're having sex, you name it. It's always there in different forms, shapes and sizes. 
Sometimes it's in your behavior. Sometimes it's in your head. Sometimes it's in your actions. And sometimes, mostly, it's everywhere. It actually wasn't until I started my eating disorder recovery and until I started getting out of that cycle when I realized how much consumed my mind and my life were by the eating disorder. I've talked about it in one of my previous episodes that all my values were affected by an eating disorder and I judged people solely according to their weight and how much or how little they've eaten and I've considered completely unimportant things to be extremely important. But I feel like that's what an eating disorder does to you. You don't really see that. You're obsessed about weight and you judge everything and everyone according to your feelings, your ability to lose weight and how much you eat or how little you ate and how much other people eat and stuff like that. One thing I haven't noticed either until like few months or maybe even few years into my recovery was how consumed I was by the eating disorder. It was only when enough time has passed and when I stepped out of that never-ending cycle when I realized that there isn't a single part of my life that would remain unaffected by my eating disorder. My thoughts, my values, my goals, my dreams, my priorities, my behavior, my decisions, my opinions. Everything was affected by the eating disorder and some things and some things actually still may be affected as a consequence of the years-long battle. I've recently had a conversation with my boyfriend and I've told him how much my priorities and demands on people were distorted by the nonsense demands of my eating disorder. Like I said, the way I judged people and the way I valued people, it was all essentially and completely shallow. Like how much do they eat? What do they eat? Do they eat sugar and sweets? Do they work out? If so, how often? How skinny are they? Do they have a tie gap? Do they have ab muscles? Do they have cellulite? Whatever. And I've considered people to be successful and admirable when they looked thin or muscular, as if the way their body looked was the most important thing. But I haven't had these values just when it comes to other people. I, of course, had the same exact values and honestly even more strict for myself. Whether or not I'm likable was measured by the number on the scale. Whether or not I deserve to have fun, aka enjoy a night out or a gathering with my friends, dependence depended solely on what I ate that day. If I starved myself or if I stick to a diet, I would allow myself to feel good and enjoy the night. But if I binged or just ate something that I felt like I shouldn't have, I would spend the entire evening thinking about how fat I am and how disgusting I am and how much I hate myself. I even got to a point where sticking to a diet and losing weight became more important to me than my education, my work life, my relationships and everything. I didn't care whether or not I will pass an exam All I cared about was if I lose another kilogram or if I lose another inch around my hips. This comes to show how eating disorder completely takes over our lives, our minds and twists our values into these empty and meaningless indicators. Becoming skinnier or more muscular doesn't mean becoming happier, even though it's something that an eating disorder so desperately wants us to believe. 
one of the reasons why I always mention that recovery is so worth it and that the life that you want, the one where you can actually be happy and healthy, is at the other side of an eating disorder recovery. I feel like to describe life with an eating disorder, it's like with an eating disorder, we're looking at life and everything in life through the lenses of an eating disorder. So things that never were important to us suddenly seemed so important, like appearance, weight, measurements, and stuff like that. And things that we valued before all of a sudden don't seem to be as important. When I was struggling with anorexia and later on with binge eating disorder, I was thinking about food 24-7. My ultimate goal, the wish I had, and the one thing that I would do almost anything for to achieve was to become skinny. And now being in now being it three years since I started recovery, I have goals and dreams of being healthy, learning a new skill, starting my own business, getting married, starting a family, and stuff like that. And I know it may be hard to imagine all those things when all you can think of is your weight and food and how you're going to lose weight or how you're going to stop binge eating or how you're going to stop purging. But trust me, recovery is possible. And the life you want, the life where you are actually happy and you have a healthy relationship with yourself and you are actually healthy is on the other side of the recovery. I think that no one can understand how life-consuming and energy-consuming an eating disorder can be if you haven't experienced it yourself or if you haven't been a support system to someone who has experienced it and you haven't been with them all along. But it's just so important to remind ourselves that it is possible to get out of that cycle. So many of our thoughts and actions and values are affected by the eating disorder and it may be hard to notice but recovering from an eating disorder is so so important because an eating disorder is stealing your life away life with an eating disorder is not a healthy life it's life filled with fear and anxiety and self-loathing recovery may not be easy but it's all the more worth it That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the Binge on Self Love podcast on any platform where you listen to podcasts. And feel free to share this podcast with anyone who you think might find it helpful. I'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Stay true to yourself and have a great rest of the week. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!